Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, I'm going to allow uh, two of my favorite people to discuss here, Joey Vitale, Michelle Smallman. Joey, Michelle's birthday was yesterday, and she had a carrot cake. Yeah, Joey, I, I hate to inform you, Randy brought me in one of his famous carrot cakes for my birthday, and man, that thing is already gone. The family has demolished it. All right, Michelle, let's break this down. <laughs> give me your give me your best Food Network critic uh, breakdown of Randy Carrot's carrot cake. All right, Joey. Well, at first you think a carrot cake on the grill, I'm a little suspect. But then you see this beauty come out and it looks like a traditional carrot cake. But the joy is really when you slice into it because you see the inside of that cake. It's the perfect brown kind of orange tinged color. It's moist, but also firm enough to where when you slice into it, it's a perfect bite. It's not crumbly at all. The outside of the cake, I think, is really the piece de resistance because it's got a little bit of crispiness from the grill that you really taste as you're biting it. And then, Joey, we cannot let this conversation go by without talking about that cream cheese frosting. It is perfectly whipped. It is delicious. It it, it provides the sweetness to counteract with the carrots. And then that crunch from the walnuts on top, I'm telling you, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Hey, hey, he put the walnuts on top. Sometimes he gets a little cheap on us, and he sits (laughs) out on the walnuts. I'm glad he he put the walnuts on, on Michelle. Honest to God. If you ever lose your gig at 101, you should call the Food Network because that was about as classy of a breakdown as I have heard in a very, very long time. And, and the one thing I'll add to that, I mean, you literally said it all, but my favorite, I don't know about you, the corners. The corners kind of got that good little crunch from both sides where they kind of, the smoke kind of gets in. And I, I literally come home, Randy would bring a cake to the games last year. I would cut four corners out of it, and I would stuff my face on the way home, and then I, my kids the next day in the fridge would pull this cake out. And imagine a cake with no corners. That's what it looks like. But it's, it's, it's amazing. You're right. A smoker-grilled carrot cake, the sound of it makes me want to throw up, but it is the greatest cake I've ever had. You're right. The corners are the prime real estate. If you're going to get a character carrot cake, you need to make sure you need to say to someone, oh, the corners, it's kind of like a brownie. They're not as good, but you know the truth so that you can hoard the corners. But Joey, proposition for you. When we're allowed to go back to stadiums again, you, me, part of the pregame show, we're tasting the foods at the stadiums and we're giving it kind of a top chef judgment. Hey, you know, I really, really like that. I think that's a great idea, you know, and especially because, you know, there's so much variety at these games now. I mean, uh, there's games across the league that have these little donut shops and huts and kind of food trucks outside. But even the St. Louis Blues, the Enterprise Center, they have that awesome local brewery shop, the station there. It's got one from Center Ice. Uh, there's ones from uh, Guitar with the Rift one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones they have. But anyway, they have plenty of local beers and lots of pork and barbecue sandwiches. I- I'd be all for that. That's great. By the way, the reason that I uh, go light sometimes on the walnuts, our producer here, Scott Manziara, has a nut allergy. So 
The last time I brought it in, Joey, uh, he, out of his courtesy, he's such a nice young man, he ate it even though the walnuts were on it, and he has a nut allergy. (laughs) Take it easy on me, Joey. That is is about as loyal as, as an employee and a partner that you could ever dream of, that they would suck it up, suck up through their allergy. You know, I do the same thing. I do the same. I actually am intolerant to beer. I can't drink a lot of beer. And whenever, whenever I sit down with someone and they want to get together for a beer, you know if I'm invested in this relationship. <laughs> if I actually sit down and finish a beer, because while it'll be good for thirty minutes, I guarantee I'm, I'm walking home and I'm scratching my neck and I'm up all night wheezing the entire time. There is something about that. I tell you what. I always thought you were just going cheap on the walnuts because they were expensive, Randy. I, I apologize. Uh, I don't know, Joey, if it's dedication to the show or if the carrot cake's that good that it's worth having an allergic reaction to it. Oh, it is. Don't trust me. If I was allergic to cream cheese frosting, carrots, flour, and and whatever else is in that cake, I cinnamon, I would definitely still eat that cake. It, it, it was a risk dying for me. Uh, 100, 120%. My favorite thing, I don't know if you did this for you, Michelle, but one time he actually took it the extra mile. Remember, there's no traffic in the extra mile. Great saying. He did the extra mile, and he actually piped little cute bunny carrots <laughs> on top of the sheet cake. Like, I, I have never seen. I mean, that, to me, I knew Randy. He found, like, this little corner in my heart, and, and he will always be there until all of eternity. <laughs> Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. All right, game two tonight, actually this afternoon, 5.30 start, Blues and Canucks. Based on what we have seen, Joey, in the five games the Blues have played in Edmonton, is I want you to give us your read as to why you think they have a, a good chance to win game two tonight. Well, I think they have a good chance to win game two, Randy, because I, I like the way they trended in some really good areas in game one, you know, I thought, I thought they had energy. I thought they started well. I thought they were feisty. I thought they were emotionally invested in the game. You know, look at David Prime, how he was working on Quinn's news, a little face wash, a little pop of the hips, all great things right there. Mackenzie McEachern getting in there, finishing checks. I like the way the blues were getting to the net. You know, you look at that score and it's a little, it's a little frightful. Like, geez, what is wrong with this team? But you know, people need to remember this is a two to two game heading into this third period. Okay. I think if you look at this game, what was the biggest difference between this game and the playoff game last year? To me, guys, we we didn't necessarily get the save. We just didn't get a save in the third period. And the Blues in this team is so accustomed to getting the save. Do I think that we're in a bad spot? I don't. I thought that that game, game one, I think the Blues looked like that a lot last year in the postseason. You, You go back through all the games, every series. We did not play perfect at all. I mean, everyone thinks about Game 7, Boston. Yeah, that was about as perfect as a game you can play and with the best goaltending you can ever ask for. But every game in, that, in those series and every game in that playoff format, we did not play that good. There were games we actually didn't play very good at all. And I'm looking at Game 1 as pretty much the same group. We didn't play great. We didn't play terrible. We were in the mix, and we had a tie game in the third period. The only difference was Jordan Biddington had a couple goals that he would love to have back. If he makes those saves... And let's say we go down and score, it's a completely different uh, revolution. So that, to me, is a good sign. And not only that, the problem is very correctable because Jordan Bennington, his numbers are incredible, especially after a loss. 
So I do feel very confident the Blues, I, I think they're going to have a good rebound here tonight. I think they're going to win the game. And I think they're going to rebound very well. And I think Jordan Binkson's going to be on top of his game. And this is going to be a long series. Uh, Joey, no steam, Barbie or Blay in that game one. What do you, uh, you know, when you're looking at the way the Blues played, how much did they miss those guys? Well, they miss them a lot. I mean, listen, they bring a lot of physicality to the game. They bring a lot of that feistiness, that kind of honey badger style of hockey, which we, we've come so, uh, so accustomed to loving. Uh, but they start games. You know, that, that fourth line was, was very important to setting the momentum and setting the tone for games last year, you know, with Sunquist, Dean, and Barbashev. So that, that's something that is very missed. They finish games, they kill penalties. They're just a, a group of energized bunnies out there. And I think the team really feeds off that. But the problem is you don't have them, and you have to move on from it. You know, this team's not going to feel sorry for themselves. They're not going to kind of uh, sit in the corner and lick their wounds. They have to move on. You know, Barbashev isn't going to be back probably till game five, we think. You know, I think he's getting back to the bubble sometime either today or tomorrow. He's got four days consecutively of testing. So you're not looking until game five. Deal with it. It's just the way it is. Tammy Blay, we don't know the extent of his injury. It must be pretty bad. It looked like it was his right MCL, a little knee injury, but I don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. So really it's just it's about a group re-identifying themselves. And this is something that Ryan O'Reilly told me about at the start of this past season after they won the cup. And I asked him, you know, how are you guys going to do this again? And he said, we're never going to do it again if we're the same team we were last year, which is, was an interesting comment because what they did last year was they were aggressive and they punished and they were physical and they outworked their teammates, uh, their opponents, and, and they won. So why would you want to change that? But his theory was that, if you keep doing that, teams will figure you out. So his thing was you need to continue to reinvent your game and reinvent yourself to continually keep it fresh so you can keep winning. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for this coach. You don't have those physical guys. Maybe this is an opportunity where they lean away from the physicality. Maybe they kind of re-identify this fourth line of like speed and skill. Maybe we see Jordan Cairo in tonight, guys. That we, will see, we will see shortly. Hey, Joey, one more thing. Uh, as It's a great old hockey uh, axiom: Your best players have to be your best players. And Schwartzy got the goal the other night. And you can't just say if you're Tarasenko or O'Reilly or Petro uh, or Braden Chen, you just can't say, "Oh, I'm going to go score a goal tonight." But the fact of the matter is, those guys are the highest paid players on the team because they do score goals. At some point, if the Blues are going to succeed, those guys have to step up. Oh, without question. I mean, you look at all these games, all the teams that were successful. I lost in the Vegas game last night. The Paul Stastny line. Went on an absolute run. Even before Toronto got eliminated, that will awesome game they came back from. It's Austin Matthews scores in the overtime. Paris with the game tire. I mean, you look across the board. Look at this uh, Pierre Luc Dubois is doing in, in Columbus right now. A uh, stud every single night. Sebastian Ajo, Tara Vinen, Sveshnikov in Carolina. These guys are on an absolute tear right now, and these teams are running because their best players are at their very best. The Blues will not continue. They will not continue. I don't care what people say unless they get this top line going. You can be physical all you want. You can get in the kitchen of Quinn Hughes. You can disrupt Pedersen all you want. But unless your top line really starts going consistently and scoring consistently, you're never going to have that. And, and it's a bad feeling on the bench because as third and fourth liners, and even second liners to some degree, you're looking at it like we're doing our part. We're being physical. We're shutting down defensively. We're shutting down the Bo Horvat line. We're doing our part. But we're looking, we're looking at the scoreboard, and we're still 0-0, or we're down 0-1. So that, that's a discouraging feeling. So I think that for this top line, it, it's got to get going. You know, they, they've said so much in the media, and these players have said so much. I've been in those locker rooms. I've been in those situations. The message for this line, and especially for this team, is like, guys, enough. Enough of the BS. Go out there and just play. 
you got to play hard. you got to play fast. If you do that, you stay on your toes, then you maybe we'll get a goal. And then once you get that goal, then that point energy starts coming. And then Laddie's confidence starts brewing. But it's all about confidence. Every player is a great player. Every player in this league, there, there's not much difference in the best and the worst. It's so close. The only difference that makes great players great this time of the year is confidence. But to get confidence, you've got to start somewhere. And it's got to start with their work ethic. It's got to start with their speed. They've got to be on the toes. They've got to forecheck. They've got to be physical. If you do that, you'll spend time in the offensive zone. And then what happens is just snowball effects. Then you get shots. And then that third and fourth shot, maybe one goes in. And then you have to build on that. But this top line has got to be better for the St. Louis Blues. No question about it. And you mentioned what the third and fourth lines are thinking. And I'm just, you can think it, but you really can't say it. I can't imagine Joey Vitale sitting next to Sidney Crosby saying, Sid, you got to pick it up here. <laughs> Listen, I've done that plenty of times. I'm like, shit, enough, enough. Like, did you not see me on the back door through the four bodies there? Uh, you know, it's actually funny, really quick story about that. I got caught on his line one time. I don't know how the hell it happened, to be honest with you. But I was out there with him, and I literally was in the corner with the puck, and I just kind of threw it at the net. I come back to the bench, and then we go to the period. The period ends. He goes, hey, did you see me on the back door there? And I was like, oh, dude, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't see you at all. I looked at the replay after the game. He wanted me to fish a puck through like 18 bodies, three zombies, two porky pigs, and, and a big caravan to get in this talk. I'm like, who do you think I am? <laughs> Unless I have a clear sight of you, there's no way I even knew you were there. But uh, no, he was a special player for sure. Joey, you're the best. We'll hear you this afternoon on 101 ESPN. Have a fun weekend. Hey, thanks, Randy. Hey, you know what? BK always says I'm the best, too. I'm getting used to being called the best. My confidence is at all-time high. Thank well, you, guys. Here's the thing, though. BK says everybody is the best. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But when I say it, I mean it. You, you're doggone right. Thank you, Randy. I would, eat, I would eat a carrot cake of yours if I was allergic to all those ingredients any day of the week, too, buddy. All right. I'll bring you guys one uh, at Centene as these playoffs unfold, all right? That's a huge 10-4. Have a good day, Michelle, Randy. <laughs> See you, buddy. Take care. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. Who is the best? He is fantastic, isn't he? As he was, any, anything he says, whether it's about carrot cake or it's about blues hockey, I believe him wholeheartedly. When he says, I have all the confidence in the blues, and here's why, I believe him wholeheartedly. When he says, this is the best cake I've ever eaten, you need to try it. When he says, you need to go to this place and have this sub sandwich, yep. I'm going to go. And that was Vitaly's Deli, by the way. And I had the meatball sandwich that he recommended, and it was to die for. It was sensational. So, yeah, go get that meatball sub at Vitaly's Deli. Because... And it's, he doesn't even know if it's a family member. Might be, maybe not. You know, let's just, if, so, if the subs are that good, I would definitely claim them. Oh, yeah. Family it, discount. I think his description was, somebody might have married somebody I don't know. I would <laughs> just walk him, in and I'd be like, hey, I'm so-and-so's third cousin. Yeah. Great work here. <laughs> Can we get some extra sandwiches in the back? <laughs> Next up, you're killing me, Smalls, on 101 ESPN.